Welcome to Bonehead. That was our intro. <laughs> Welcome to Bonehead. I'm Joe Lewis. Tater Tots. Spot. Can we? And we have a special. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, James. I'll now have to hear about it from the Twitter sphere that we wouldn't let James speak. And with us today, we have Ken Boggle. Yay! Hi. This is our, you know, you're popping our guest cherry. And what I mean by that is, is that you are the first guest we've ever had. I could I could understand why exci your excitement level. Yeah, you know, to have me here is just a really big honor. It's the hat. It is obviously the those hat. shoes. I, well, they can't. are amazing shoes. I have listen, not seen oh, the shoes yet. Those, those are, are pretty, pretty nice. Those are really, those yeah. are really nice. If you're listening to this on a podcast, they're amazing. They are pretty great. Cool. And his hat's cool too. It is pretty cool. Joe didn't even bother That's to true. wear shoes. I did not. I, I've got the Fred Flintstone feet all out and about. <laughs> We're also joined today by Haley, our beautiful producer behind the scenes. What voice was that? I don't know. I wanted to make it really creepy. I am creeped out. Yeah, good. I'm glad you're creeped out. That's an appropriate response. Oh, so, by, the, by the way, energy drink kicked in. That's good. That's good. That's good. I changed shorts. I didn't change shirt, but I changed shorts. Did you guys know? No, you changed shirts, too. That wasn't the shirt you had on when I came in. No, but no, it's but... a different sh It's the same shirt I wear for everyone. Okay. People keep making comments, and now I want to marry, wear it even more. You want to marry it? Marry it, I do. <laughs> you gonna marry that shirt? Who's the groom? If you love it, the shirt or you? <laughs> the shirt. <laughs> Definitely the shirt. We know you can't. I can't wear imagine that shirt wearing. Though. The main oh. reason I ask is that if the shirt's wearing a tux, doesn't that make it? You won't be able to see the shirt. Can we get on with the show? This is burning. Anyway, the thing is, is that we had Ken Boggle on today. Yes. Ken is famous. What are you famous for? Being a ter <laughs> celebrity tarot reader to the stars. Celebrity tarot mm -hmm. reader to the stars. Now, we have some interesting conversations that we're going to have earlier. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about movies that have tarot scenes, some occult stuff, how it, some of it is actual and some of it factual, I should say, and some of it's complete. Dramatic effect. I mean, it's I was going with bullshit. Well, I was Can trying I say to horseshit? be. Well, I don't think it matters what animal the feces came from, Joe. It's crap. It does to me. It does to me. It does to me. So oh, I'm sorry. Answer the one that cleans it up. Answer so let's go ahead. And I want to ask you the same question I asked you earlier before the show started, and the other two boneheads chime in. How did you know you had this gift? At what point did you decide this is a gift I have and I need to cultivate it? I was eight, so it was 25 years ago. That's a long time. Yeah, I was. Let me do his math of how old he is. Yeah, thirty-three. I'm older than you. Yeah, well, <laughs> so many are. <laughs> well, lucky ones. I'm lucky so glad ones. we lucky found ones. the one smartass out there to come on the show. But when I was a kid, I, there were there were just things that you couldn't explain. Things that I would know that I, we really should have no access to. Like algebra. Well, no, I was terrible at math. Yeah, same here. I'm still bad at math. But I don't get paid to do equations. I get paid yes, to know Joe, stuff. So. Then, why don't you list every form of math there is? Go That's ahead. That's the only two I know. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Continue. Totally fine. So, um, but yeah, I would read. Um, my grandmother taught me to read Coffee Grounds, and she taught me to read um, various different things like nature. Mm -hmm. And um, my Aunt Caroline came in with a deck of poker cards, taught me how to read fortunes for my sisters and my mom. Wow. With a poker, poker cards. cards? Yeah, bicycle poker deck. Really? And then um, I <laughs> bought my first tarot deck as a kid and um, started reading uh, for family and friends. And that's how I got started. 25 years. Wow. Long time. That's By the way, time. the only I laughed because for some reason bicycle poker deck 
just made me laugh. I yeah. know. You've got the four of spades, son. You're going to die. No, just, if you slip bicycle poker deck. And then we're, never mind. You made fun of my is rhythmic he having, joke. Yeah. Is having, he having a fit? Is this, yes. energy, this is what happens when I drink energy drinks. That's remember when we were talking about the tumor he had? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's the, my whole head. It is. It is. It is cognizant. Anyway, well, that's that's interesting. So how long have you been doing it professionally? B- professionally, three years. For a years. living. For a living, three years. That's, oh, wow. That's, so you make a living doing it. Yeah. That, that's amazing to me. And even though I don't particularly, two out of the three boneheads don't believe in it, I, I don't want to talk about the third bonehead who may or may not believe in it. I don't want to put words into James's mouth. But did I just out James? No, I think fine. so. I'm fine with that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I'm I just, I, good. I, I just admire you being able to do that. That you've taken something that you have a passion for and you've been able to make a living out of it. It's yeah. great. It's something the boneheads have yet to be able to do. <laughs> well, it's not easy. You know, it's taken me three years to get to the point where I've been able to um, generate an income that's sustainable, you know, that sustains my life and, and these things. And my husband's been really um, instrumental in supporting me in the time that it wasn't. Making and he's right off camera, right over he here. But is. He doesn't want to come into the shot, right. even though he was invited to be yeah. right here with us. He doesn't do that. He just makes sure that I'm in front of the camera, and then that, that's how it works out. He can yell well, hi if he wants to. It's something to. Well, he did, he did have a couple of our donuts, so yeah. we do appreciate He's it really crispy cream. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so let's start talking about some of the movies, and Chad, help me out here, as far as ones that are accurate and inaccurate. It, so let's throw out. You want to throw out a title? No, you go first. Okay. Well, I, the one I have is The Gift, and I don't think you said you've seen No, it. I have. Yeah, you've seen, seen The Gift. Yeah. Well, interesting thing about The Gift is it was written, it's directed by <coughs> Sam Raimi, but it's written by Billy Bob Thornton, and Billy Bob Thornton's, it's basically based loosely on his mother. See, I had no idea that. Who, who had those kinds of gifts. That's and unbelievable. I think it's fascinating, too, and he based it loosely on his mother, <coughs> who was able to kind of see into the future, who had the mm-hmm. ability to feel descents who had a whatever ESP thing and I just was wondering if you knew all that well see I didn't know I didn't know anything about the film being written about Billy Bob's mother mother and all this but I will I have seen the film and I'm going to tell you how true to life some of that is okay you sometimes get involved in situations where your safety is a problem because you begin to learn things about people right right and they don't tell you anything really you you sort of come to all these um, uh, truths by shuffling a deck of cards and spreading them out and then as they fall out the person who's sitting in front of you will give you I mean they will fall apart and tell you absolutely all the things that are going on in their life and then you become dangerous because there's certain people who find out that you know things about them they don't want to right. be public now have you ever and this may be too personal because it's not like it's not like you're a therapist as far as you are protected or clergy because you're protected under law has anybody ever told you about a crime or something that you probably should or i don't know maybe that's too personal to ask but yeah. I, that it just clicked Last in my week, head it happens once a week it happens you have all to the tell time about something yeah right. yeah but i don't i mean the my grandmother always said if they tell you if if they pay you you keep your mouth shut if they don't pay like you, a good italian you know if they don't pay <laughs> that's you, a cultural yeah. sensitivity yeah you tell you tell their shit all over town so, yeah. <laughs> everybody's, every, but it happened, it happened just last week. Really? You know, I had a, a really respected person. Um, I can't even talk about it. That's okay. Don't give us names. Don't give us names. Just give us the story. It was a mess where it endangered um, the person I was reading, the client. 
um, it endangered myself and it endangered um, the livelihood of the person of which we were discussing. Really? Mm -hmm. So, and that happens quite a bit. So yeah. they just confess crimes and other things yeah. that could get them in real trouble. Well, but also because there's a part of me that's like a really good bullshit detector. Like if you are letting on and I know that you're lying, I will, I, I will, you won't leave the room until I get to the truth. And it's not, and if you're trying to pull it over on me, I will go deeper and deeper and deeper and follow my gut to the point where both of us know the truth and it's out there on the table. And when that time comes, it, it's kind of a intense situation. So yeah, you get to learn a lot about people in that way. So, oh, go ahead, James. Oh, well, I was gonna say, do you ever have, I mean, just a case where you won't even start the case, like where you get such a feeling or, or oh, such a, a question yeah. that you want to back away from it? Because that's that's one of the things that I've had people say before, like they just get such a negative feeling before they even begin. Yeah. Have you ever encountered any of that where it's like this is just not something I want to get involved with? One time. That happened one time. I was at the Mystical Paranormal Fair, and a woman wanted to speak to her mother. And um, I was counting down and getting myself into that place where I was reaching the mother's energy. Mm -hmm. And as I did, the vision in my psychic eye was of a creased face that was smiling in this way that that was just um, creepy. Mm -hmm. And it got was so heavy and so intense that I, I just pushed away from the table and said, I won't, I won't go any further with it. Because there was such, there was a feeling of real evil. And okay. I, I'd said to the, you know, sorry, but I was saying to the woman, I was like, there was such a feeling of evilness about your mother that I can't possibly go any further. And she then said to me that her mother had sold her into sex slavery, oh. that her mother had beaten and abused her, that her mother's husbands had beaten and abused her. And she said, so evil's the word to describe my mother. I said, why is she smiling about it? Why is she happy with it? And the woman said, because that's how we made money. And because my mother never once stopped it, and she was really proud of herself for being involved in it. And it's so twisted, I couldn't do anything else with it. I was say, oh, that's a good story. I mean, it's to, terrible. But, horrible. But that yeah. seems to be one of those things that, hey, you could have gave me a heads up. You know, that yeah. I'm trying to contact somebody that's maybe not right. going yeah. to be a, a sense of closure. Yeah. So that's, that's really interesting, because I, I do know a few people that have had similar experiences where sometimes it's just, I can't go to this certain area, or I can't do certain things, mm -hmm. so I wanted to ask about that. Yeah. Thank you. Good question. That is a good question. Actually, I had a question before that, and I totally lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so let me ask, when you do your readings, are you using the tarot cards, or are you just you using your own personal abilities? Well, the way it works is that you tune in. Yes. So first step is, uh, you remember in the 60s, the tune in, turn on? Yep. Mm -hmm. So first thing you do is you gotta, you got to really turn your psychic mind on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do that through breathing and sometimes counting down. Okay. You know, where I get my energy really, really low and rhythmically breathing, and then I tune in by using the tarot cards. And once I do that, I can tune everything else out. So it's a way of focusing my psychic mind by using the cards. And what's weird is that the cards, each, you know, 78 cards, yeah. every card has a definition. Right, okay. You lay it out in a spread, that definition changes based on its location. So it tells you a story. The story is all there. And then when you go deeper with your psychic mind, the cards start to speak to you. They really start to show you the details of what's happening what the person is struggling with and what the outcomes and predictions for the situation will be, even how to fix it, which is why I'm successful, is because I don't just tell you, oh, trouble's coming. I tell you 
why it's there and how to get rid of it and how you'll be benefited by taking my advice. Okay. okay. So, that's so, the big thing. So, okay. So that, that was one of my questions about the tarot cards because it seemed like what, when, you know, my, my experience of tarot cards is watching movies and, mm -hmm. and, and seeing um, stories being told through that. And it's because usually, those have never lied loves, to us. And that's it, always been told. Mother has never lied. Right. <laughs> and it's usually done as a, as a, as a foreshadowing gimmick. Right? Yeah. In cinemas. Yeah. In cinemas. The. But anyway, we all and it seems like what you're saying is that the tarot card, when you use tarot cards, you're using it as both kind of as a, as a fortune telling uh, tool. tool yeah. And then also you can tell something about the people's past as well. Well, I mean, the, I, there's not much I can't tell you with a deck of cards. Okay. I mean, I will get right in there. If there's something, if there's something about you that's important to uh, bring your awareness to, show you the reality of your life. Put a mirror in front of your face, then I'll, I'll find it in the cards, and that's a, that's why I'm successful at it. Is because, you know, I help people see where they're really at right now, so that they can make the changes they need to make to be where they really want to be. There mm. sounds like there's a lot of psychology in what you so do. So much yes. of it. So did you? So much did you, of it. Did you study any psychology? No, I just lived a wild, crazy life. <laughs> <laughs> but you, which is cool. Too. I have friends who are PhDs in psychology. I can't yeah. wait to show them. Going, you, and you would not. Believe, why did you go to school? You Ken could do it with a deck of cards. How many psychiatrists I actually read for on a regular basis? Oh, I don't. It doesn't basis. doubt. We just, doubt my it. husband and I just went to a psychiatrist office the other day and read for a gentleman who read, who is a psychiatrist. And I have a couple in Massachusetts and uh, one in Rhode Island I read for. And then there's, um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 probably four or five total. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, it's it, it probably because it's a form of therapy for them. Huge because, you, you know, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. For, you know, what I've always read and heard is you're, you're not a good psychiatrist if you're not going to psychiatry yourself. Yeah. Or having some form of therapy. Yeah. Well, yeah, friend, our friend and someone we used to know, you don't go into psychology unless you're trying to fix your own self. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So when you talk about seeing it with your with your psychic eye, that's really hard for me to understand and qualify in my own head. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if, for, for example, if my vision is there's the backyard mm -hmm. and we're in the basement of our home and I can see the backyard and I can see all that, what would it, how is that different in your psychic eye? How can you kind of describe that to me? I'm looking at you. Yeah. But there's another image happening in my mind at the same time. Like an aura or what? Not like an aura. It's just like a film that's laid over, you know, like a filter. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's sort of like that. But, like, when I'm trying to, to get a hold of, a, a, like, someone's lost loved one. Right. I can look at the Marshmallow Man. But I <laughs> Ghostbusters. But I don't see it. I don't see it. I, what I'm seeing is either pitch blackness because that person's in some sort of limbo state. Mm -hmm. Or I'm seeing what that person wants me to see. I'm seeing a staircase. I'm seeing all these. And it just happens over. I Like, I don't even see that that's in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a hard thing to describe, but I could imagine, and, and I was just, you know, it's because yeah. it's hard for me to to put it together in my mind. Yeah, but the, you know, the the easiest thing in the world though is to hear, right? To hear what they have to say. The hardest thing is to have a spirit that doesn't want to speak but wants to show you pictures. That's the hardest part. Oh, explain that to me. What do you mean they don't want to speak? Like you can actually hear voices? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of things about that that are interesting one is that you can do it for spirits of people who've lost loved ones and you can also do it for inhuman spirits uh, you know or entities inhuman entities that want to convey a, a, a point of some sort uh, but spirit guides 
uh, things like this. They mm -hmm. most of my career has been built on a spirit guide that talks to me at night. Like I would get, I will get up out of bed, two or three o'clock in the morning, maybe midnight, and I will have to write down everything that spirit guide told me, hmm. and everything from the way I dress to the way I publicize myself to the font I use on business cards to the pictures I take professionally to every single, even the way everything that's set up on my reading table, came to me from a spirit guide that. I sometimes wake up talking to huh. and uh, it's in the moment where I can just zone out and hear her voice and understand what she wants from me if I take that it makes a success every single time I've never been disappointed Wow with, with that in mind one of the things that I, that I find that really interesting for for people who maybe experience that or, or maybe encounter it for the first time when they're young that you hear a lot, and again, pulling from movies, but also pulling from stories about this. When does that kind of gift become, for lack of a better term, a curse? Or, or, or what would that look like? I mean, as far as, because what I was thinking of, if we have somebody that's listening right now that maybe has a kid or something else that has something or is, is feeling a little bit different, how's the best way to, to yeah, address that? This is getting that? serious, James. Yeah, I know. I'm Hold sorry. on, let me make a fart joke. No. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, there, there we go. go. At least it was I do just see a what joke. you're saying. I do see what you're saying. <laughs> I totally don't. I, yeah, yeah, no, I, don't. I totally don't. What is it? So, so I guess basically, <laughs> basically the idea. He has no clue. One more time. The, the idea of, the, uh, of a gift becoming a curse. I mean, is that something that you sometimes worry yeah. about? Yeah. Or is that something that you've seen other people encounter? Yeah, it becomes a curse when it happens at inopportune times. You know, I'll be having a meeting um, with like really important people. And then you hear something like, um, he's cheating on his wife. And then you hear something like, they're really just handling you. They're not really here. They're not telling you the truth. They're handling you. And for me, who has a really bad temper, yeah, and really no, I have no patience at all, to hear that in a meeting, I tend to throw a chair. I tend to flip a table. I tend to flip out. Are you serious don't, don't, with people who are paying you? No, oh, yeah, oh gosh, yeah. Oh, well, I tell people all the time that. But, and then he I has say, no patience that he showed up to do bonus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also going through my head when he's like, "No patience, holy no. shit!" And, and Joe's like, "Going, oh god, what? But I don't know which, which one of my collectibles don't touch is. the carpenters, <laughs> the band, nor the post. I have no patience for like lies. I have no patience yeah, for being right. handled. Okay. You know, if I'm in a meeting and I'm taking my, you know, if you're in a meeting and you're taking your time out to do it, and someone is. Be, you know, BSing you. Yeah. You can say bullshit. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, I flip out. I can't come. And so that's when it becomes a curse. That, when it's in an inopportune time and it negatively affects the situation, um, immediately, it, it, that becomes a problem. Okay. That's a problem. So, important people. Why, well, let me ask, why would they show up and pay for the service? You don't do it for free, mm -hmm. which is fine. This is how you make your living. Right. We were talking about this beforehand, right? Right. Um, so why would they come to lie to you? What would be, why do they, why even bother showing up? I don't know, but I think it's wildly entertaining. <laughs> do you I understand what so, I'm saying? What well, is, because where is the, let's, here's the thing, the here's the thing, is they don't think that you're legitimate. Yeah, they're coming. They're they're coming in as like kind of like a oh this will be fun. Yeah. Deal. And so the, in my life, I get it. But why other like keep going? In, in in my work, like some of the truth exists with this person, another piece of the truth exists with the other person. And yeah. The whole truth, the real truth, is somewhere in the middle. Uh huh. And when you start getting there, people really react in interesting ways. 
right. and you begin to pump them and you get closer to it and you and I will in a reading I'll tell you that's bull or that's superficial go deeper go deeper and then when it when we get there the light switches and they they get really odd wow. no that's really, true it's like it's uncomfortable but in the end if they stay with me on the journey of it they've all in the end say that changed my life I can see that because that's that's psychology, right? Yeah. We tell ourselves lies every day and yeah. we believe the lies about ourselves. Yeah. And if you start getting into the truth, the truth hurts a lot. Mm -hmm. So that makes complete sense yeah. to me. And Even for someone who doesn't believe, that makes sense to yeah. me of trying but, to get to... And nobody really wants to deal with the uncomfortable truth. No, right? no. Nobody really wants it. Right. There's sometimes I don't even want to deal with my uncomfortable truth. No. But that's why I am do what I do is that you get to that uncomfortable truth because that'll change your life. Absolutely. Right? That'll do it. <clears throat> Well, uh, along those same lines, one of the things, when you're communicating with somebody that has passed on, do you encounter that they don't know themselves? As, as, and what I'm getting at is, um, you know, if you're speaking with someone that's passed on and they passed away believing one thing, how do you get, does that affect the ability to get to the truth? I.e., if somebody asks you to communicate with their dead mother, going back to that previous example that ended poorly, but if that person felt that way, as it appeared they did, that, that what they did was still justified. <laughs> that's a good is it still? Sorry. Is that's it good. still? A, I mean, do you encounter when you're working with spirits? Spirits a lot. Oh, yeah. People who have passed on that oh. that don't mean to perhaps lie, but died. But they do. See, that's the thing. You die with a preconception of who you are and what you did. Mm -hmm. That's your reality. Same yes. thing as when you're living. It doesn't change. Your perception is your, your reality. So if you're a kind of person, and I run into a lot of these spirits, who always thought you were young and fit and fantastic, no matter what you really were like, right. oh, I was a great mother, then you'll show me being a great mother. And I will say to the person who's there to get the reading, oh, she's showing me this, but I'm feeling this. And then the daughter says, right, because my mother was a contradiction. You understand? Okay. So yeah. that's a big thing. That's okay. Yeah. I followed your yeah. question. Yeah, that's... Right. Yeah, we're just Did I do it right? Yeah. Yeah. Our, no, truth, it. our truth is that we're a-holes. <laughs> right. But you'd probably... And we'll admit it. But you'd probably come back in... The, in if, if I were reading and you were you yeah. were no longer with us, I hope that's not really the case. But if but if you were there, you would probably... <laughs> we got season two to do, Ken. <laughs> you would probably want to show me good times. You'd yes, probably right. want to show me humor i'd want to make it laugh you, you you'd probably try to push back the fact that growing up was hard or that you know you missed your grandparents the way you did or that um oh my god you're gonna make me cry Stop finding it. love and relationships yeah. is difficult like one that you could really right. got your drift and supported and loved you you'd probably kind of damper that and show yeah. me all the other stuff but at the end of the hour i would have got to the harder things that would have positively affected whoever is there your child who's there to speak to her father okay so that's that. that's yeah yeah so what and we're, this is a kind of a different episode of Bonehead for people who are watching. So we do do pop culture. We do a lot of movies, but we do all kinds of pop culture. What movies do you think have gotten it right when it comes to what you do? None of them. Well, all right. So let's go through our list. <laughs> Not a damn one. Let's rip them apart as we go. Yeah. You ready, brother? And here's what we'll do. I will try to give as many examples of how close it is to the truth. That's okay. Is okay. it okay? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to be negative Nancy. Are we going tarot cards or are we going... Let's just do... Well, we've got the exorcist out here. Yeah. Well, that, oh. So she plays with a Ouija board. She ends up possessed. By the way, <clears throat> Ouija. Mm-hmm. In my research for this interview, I watched the 1980s classic Witchboard. 
Nice. He's <laughs> classic. Kevin Tenney is a. F I follow him on Facebook. The director. I'm going to tag him in this later. But keep going. Classic is a. So let's talk about Ouija, Ouija boards. Is it? Do you pronounce it Ouija? Yeah. Okay, because I was in the in the movie. They made a big deal out of the fact it's not called Ouija. It's called Ouija. People will be an asshole over anything, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> they and I'm like, be real they, really, they really made themselves out to be a dick in this movie because yeah. they were like, it's not called Ouija, it's called Ouija. And the fact that yeah. it's a combination of two words. Yeah. Now, how long has... Because they, they... Like, I'm going to spat out every fact that they said about Ouija boards. Because <laughs> right. I thought it started out as a board game for Parker Brothers. Mm -hmm. But they said, but it was talking about it all originated in 540 AD, mm -hmm. and there's been variations of that. Is that true? I think that every form of spirit communication is as ancient as death itself. Right, because I mean that's that's been since the dawn of time. People have always been, a, a, yeah, a, the afterlife. Is it there? If there, where do we go? And it wasn't always Ouija boards, you know. You, you would sit around a table, and we could tilt this table if a spirit spoke to us the right way. They say, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so there's always a method of it, even even scrying okay. in a mirror or mm -hmm. in a window with the black curtain behind it. These kinds of things have been around forever. Right. So yeah, I think that that Parker Brothers did a great way of like really putting out a great map for it and and all these things. But I don't think there was ever a Ouija board type real setup that okay. that that far back. Am I could be wrong in. Do you no, use it, do you use that in your sessions? No, I don't use it in my sessions because it's never worked for me. See, because I'm very realistic. Now, you you think you would think that okay, he's a tarot card reader and he kind of is easily led by things, but I, I'm not. I will put my hands on a planchet and the thing will not move. It won't move, and I won't push it. My husband and I bought several different Ouija boards or messenger message boards. They call yeah, them. and we would sit there looking at each other like dicks for like fifteen. <laughs> And then I was like, what about the popcorn? Like, what about, you know, let's go get something to eat because this is jacked up. It's never moved for me. It's never moved for me. I don't subscribe to it. Now, I do think it says a lot about a person's mental state to be moving the planchet and what they develop the answer. Uh, and, and I guess. Yeah, and that's kind of what it was. That's how I always thought about Ouija boards. Is it's basically the people moving it themselves. But, you know, usually it's two, sometimes even mm -hmm. four or five people. Mm -hmm. And it's... You, you don't know who's actually moving and what are they moving it to. It's right. all it's all about in the mind. It probably, you're right. It says more about the person and what they're what they who they pick. Right. And now look, yeah. I'm, I'm also very open minded. If you can set me down and show it to me myself, and I will I will and I can participate in it, uh, and check everything, make sure there's no magnets or whatever. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. I, I will accept your I will accept well, your I like the fact that you you're skeptical. But now. if but if you if but if you're sitting there by yourself, and it's moving, yeah. It, what's coming out is very interesting to me. Do you understand? Well, mm -hmm. I, I think that what I always found interesting, I do. we mentioned do. Parker Brothers earlier, is the people, and I've met several, they're like, oh, Ouija boards are pure evil. I'm like, they're made at the same factory as Monopoly. And I've seen yeah. more <laughs> relationships end because of Monopoly than I ever have. We've had some, we've, we've, I've, my I've, Star Wars Monopoly board game has uh, the caused... Game, you mean the game you cheat on? I don't cheat. <laughs> I totally win. cheat. I just see, win. See, already. Some of us are just winners. The, the harm and we done, leave I would winning. believe... Irreparable damage. I was going to say, I would believe that Monopoly called caused I, the exorcist I to I have a sister-in-law who was yeah. still pissed before she was ever my sister-in-law about a game 12 years ago. James knows what I'm talking yep. about. 
it came up again the other day about how I cheat. Yeah. Totally cheats. He totally cheats. He doesn't <laughs> cheat. But yeah, and you know, we'll read the cards later. One of the, one of the, <laughs> one of, one of the story arcs. That, Don't talk about my mom. Other than the movie Wee Ouija, I'm, I refuse to call it Ouija. Yeah, I do too. It's Ouija. I mean, for no other reason than to piss somebody off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, can I tell you though? Yes. Just as a side note to that, we were talking about the Ouija boards, and I guess the ultimate, the root question was, are they inherently evil? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. I think you can make anything evil. I was yeah, about to anything. say, is, is, is anything in And so we're talking about The Exorcist. I think that that's a really dramatized, over-dramatized version, obviously. Yeah. You should but, see Witchboard. <laughs> which I watched. The, uh, it was on Voodoo free one month, you know, and you oh, can really? watch the, uh, yeah, what yeah. is that, a trailer? You can watch the trailer. Uh -huh. And so I went no further. But, um, That's a good choice, I, my friend. I That's a good choice. I, think, I don't know. I ended up with some Kirstie Alley film or something. But anyway. Check out his follow-up, Night of the Demons. Slightly better. Yeah, well, I think I may have seen that one. Maybe. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, the people can pervert, change, and make anything evil. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah. But yeah. The one thing about the, the the Witchboard movie, I hate that I'm bringing this up for a serious conversation, but you know, it was like every, the boards are like every time they're made, a spirit gets attached to it, and that's who they're talking to. It's like one or two spirits get attached to the board as it's made, and he mentioned it being at Parker Brothers. Like just <laughs> assembly line, boom, 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 every time well, somebody they've got, dies. They've got demons that go on the Monopoly board, and then right. they've got the demons that go yeah, on the Ouija board. It was, like a, it was just truly, I was like, if that's, if that's reality, imagine like once you die, you go to Parker Brothers. <laughs> I mean, but that's almost the same basis of every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God! Don't get him thing. started. Yeah, and you haven't heard that podcast. You haven't yeah. heard that podcast. I this, went off this, on that. There's a yeah. 15 minute. Oh well, then let's skip it. Can we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's Sorry, I brought it up. No. Because oh. every time a microwave goes off. <laughs> no, I did. I heard that one. No, I did. I, just it hit me. Yes. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I think it's the same sort of little thing that people tell themselves to try to understand other stuff. And I think, if, if anything, the judgment of it is uh, says more about the one who's doing the judging because, you know, clearly they have a belief that it's more powerful than what it really is. Or somebody who's, like, really stable that just says, oh, I want no part of it because I don't believe in it. That's okay, too, you yeah. know. But I think it's all in what we tell ourselves. I would, you know what, even though I'm not a believer and damn near anything and it's harder for me the older I get so I'm probably letting too much information out now the I, I would I think I'd love to see something that was real like that it was like a table move oh. or something I, I'm looking at you because I feel like you and I are simpatico yeah. on this not you to are. leave our other best friend out of this but I think I'd love to see something like that. Oh, I would love to see something like this. But Just some, you, some. But I'm such a damn skeptic. It, right. If you don't believe it, you've probably seen all kinds of stuff, and you just block uh, it out. Maybe I don't know. That one's tough. Yeah. That's tough. I don't know. Anyway, what's another movie? Uh, well, let's bring up a classic. Yeah. Wolfman. Yeah, the Wolfman. They, they use tarot cards. They in the use Wolfman. tarot cards in the yeah. Wolfman. Good gypsies. <laughs> um, as opposed to the bad ones we yeah, keep going we, Dinner yeah, yeah Dinner that's a good movie too oh, it? Dinner yeah, is based on a Stephen um, King book? I wouldn't mind having a touch of the Thinner for like three months <laughs> yeah, <me> too. <laughs> just like just enough to stop wearing Spangs would be fine <laughs> but, well good luck no but I think um, I think that's a really interesting film because oh. you know a lot of people don't even recall it. and as I recall the remake with um, 
Benicio, Benicio del Toro, Toro and doesn't Nathan. feature that. No, it doesn't even feature. That. No, the Wolfman. That goes back to what was that Lon Chaney? Mm-hmm. Lon Chaney. You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. And so, the Boneheads are impressed that you. You're, yeah. Well, yes. nothing excites me more than impressing three men on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> My day's made. But, um, oh, wait till we turn the cameras off. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> I need where, where are we going? <laughs> Oh, well, no, no, no. I think well, I we're think going. Really cool. We don't need roads. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were talking about um, earlier, we were talking about uh, people under the stairs. Yes. And what I, what I like about it is I love seeing tarot cards being represented on film. What I don't like about it is sort of the power that they convince they have over people. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I think that that's cardstock. You can change what these things have to say. Mm-hmm. And that's an agreement I make with everybody I read for right off the bat. Right. Is that if you have faith, con- and you put in concrete action, and you persevere, you are determined to never give in or give up, we can challenge or change anything those cards have to say. And you have to agree to that before we go any further with your reading. But that sounds like you're being kind of a life coach. That's what I'm always told. I, mean, I have right? a really exceptionally intelligent woman. She's a CFO uh, of a, of a uh, non-for-profit. Really great professional lady. She says all the time, I don't believe in tarot, but I believe in Ken. Because Ken is a life coach. He changes, he can show you things in, about yourself and your situation you just can't see. It's just he uses a deck of cards to open it up. Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I like seeing tarot being represented in films and things, but not the sort of authority it gives over human beings. I don't really like that. Okay, so you don't have any kind of beliefs of like a predestination? No, I think that's free will. I think, you know, if... Because I totally agree with you. Yeah. I don't think I woke yeah. up and... There I'm is gonna... no such thing as fate. Yes. Well, I believe that you... some things are fated. I believe that some things are fated. For example, um, I think that, you know, certain people are placed in certain situations. I think Hitler had to happen, you know. I think that, um, I think that things like... Um, um, Dolly Parton couldn't have done anything else with her life. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think a yeah, big, I guess, big is leap from Hitler a... to Dolly Parton, but I'm going to do it. I'm is gonna it? Do it. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Hold <laughs> on, let me go ahead. Don't you question Dolly. Don't question Dolly. But I think it's better like, than what you could have There are certain that, things yes. that are, are part of who we are that we we create uh, the the creation of. We actually make it happen. But I think the fate of it lies in the uh, the spark and the desire to be it or to do well, it. Yeah, and that's actually a, an interesting point because there's a and. An, I'm going to veer off topic and bring it back, I promise. Oh, shocker. But there was a a book written about statistics of sports, and and I... Holy crap. Are you bringing that back to the future, too? No, I'm I'm (laughs) blank on the name of the book, but this is relevant. It actually talks about the visual acuity you had to have to be a successful baseball player over a long span of time. Yeah. It's a very, very low number. I hope he squeezes it hard enough. I don't want him not to be halfway. Anyway. He's not talking about the pillow. I was just like... the, The point being, though... Was that they, actually they hit used that as an nose. example of of the fact that there is such a thing as gifts mm-hmm. and faith. Is it the only thing that you could do if you had that, like his 2010 vision or whatever it is, is play baseball? Of course not. But if you have that, is your career going to be longer than, I will say, mine would be? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, but don't you think that's there. a genetic... Just well, that's what I'm saying. As far as you have a genetic predisposition to be able but to do these things. there also has to be things. the desire to do it, though, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dolly Parton was born with a certain... So I I think that does get to the point that we do have that idea of fate. I was was predestined predestined to be a ballerina. I just chose not to. And (laughs) you cannot walk correctly. You know that, right? 
I don't know what I you're mean, talking you're about. Tall, I am yeah. graceful yeah. As, a, as a gazelle. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I agree. I think that there's there's got to be the the some sort of yeah, yeah. genetic disposition or, or what have you when it comes yeah. to things like that, or even to be a ballerina. Yeah, so, I mean, I do think there's that <laughs> element of fate that's just, there. There's that. I mean, I was born with this. I just didn't like the footwear. I think it's two part, really quick. I think and because I teach this in my communications class. Yes, there's a, you may have a disposition to be able to do math. However, someone along the way told you you could do math mm -hmm. and that helps. Mm -hmm. Or someone along the way told you you were worth nothing. Mm -hmm. So you seek out people that make you feel what? Worth nothing. Yeah, well. Yeah, 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 right? So if you have a idea of what you are, you seek out people to reinforce that idea. Or so if my you don't like it, you seek out people right, to, to, to prove them prove wrong. Prove them wrong. But yeah. back to you, Ken. So you may have had a disposition towards that, and then your grandmother told you you could do that, and it just flourished from that. Does that make well, sense? In a weird, yeah, that does. But what is interesting in my life is that I didn't do it professionally. Um, I did not think that this was going to be a professional career. But so what I did was I went to school and I, you know, graduated and I did extended education and I started working. I did salon and spa work. A lot of people you know, book their massage appointments and things through me, hair appointments, highlights and things, and I served tables and I bartended. And then one day, my life completely stopped. I had an, I hurt myself at work in a way that I damaged or really fucked up my spine. Right. And I started losing spinal fluid and I gained, I was 286 pounds, I had hair down to my shoulders and it was fall out. If you just looked at it, fall out had a beard down to here and I couldn't couldn't walk for a while because I had to make sure the collagen set so I couldn't mm -hmm. stop leaking spinal fluid and when it was said and done and the smoke started to clear the question was now what will you do with the rest of your life you I was 28 when it happened mm -hmm. what are you gonna do with the rest of your life and so in a way I think that somehow was faded I had to do that in order to get me to where I'm at now you know there was a cause and effect of that I wasn't clear about, you know, but now looking back at it, it's very obvious to me that like that needed to happen in order for me to get where I'm at now. But in the moment, it was panic. You know, it was just panic of like, well, it's on the earth can I do? All I can do is shuffle cards. All I can do is, you know, these readings. That's all I can do. And uh, they laughed at me and like, you're never going to make a living at that, you know. So I think that is somewhat faded. Okay. That I could total empathize with you. And I don't know that I'll go into it here, but... yeah. Later on, during we'll have a drink and talk. I'll tell you my story. Okay. So no, I can totally, yeah. I can totally empathize. Especially like, two years ago, I can. It was mm -hmm. almost like the it universe helps. said, "We're gonna break you. We're gonna break you. If you, if you're not gonna live true to who you really are, I'm gonna break you to the point where you have to see who you really are." And you know that I feel like that's part of it. Yeah. So I do believe some things are faded, but not not to a point where you can't change them because okay. I could have easily worked at a subway or something right like right right a library or something maybe. yeah 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 yeah. I understand yeah. that makes sense so what's another crappy one what's one that aggravates you what's a movie that aggravates you or maybe there's a couple there's, no, I mean there's a, like in terms of I don't know None of them really aggravate me. What? I'm like a really, I just like movies. You know what I'm saying? Well, we do really too. Me off. Well, let me, okay. So here's an example of what may set you, that may be an example of crappy. <laughs> I can't believe I'm bringing this one up. <laughs> I can. Whatever it is. Yeah. Peter, you. Peter gonna... Jackson, uh, the, the director of Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. The Hobbit, mm -hmm. one of his first movies is Dead Alive. Which is, okay. which in America is called Dead Alive. Yeah, and everywhere else throughout the world, it's called Brain Dead. Brain Dead. Okay. 
Um, wait, the, they foreshadow all the events that are supposed to happen about his grandmother being turned into... It's his grandmother yeah, being she, turned into a zombie. Bit by a Sumatran, a Sumatran rat monkey? Sumatran. As Sumatran. one does, right. They... The, it's a really he goes good, for a tarot a really card. Good movie, he I goes promise. for a tarot card reading, and she lays out three cards. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, is that is that a normal? They, that because you yeah. know what? For the most part, when you when I watch these in movies, it's always like it looks like solitaire. They're laying out so many cards, mm -hmm. but they just did it in three cards. Yeah. Is that have you done it with three cards? Yeah, really, really. Yeah. Wow. Now, the cool thing about it is like this, what you're talking about, there's spreads, right? Oh, they're called spreads? They're spreads. Okay. Learn something new. Check. Yep. Um, <laughs> so you, what happens is there is you get three cards. Usually it's past, present, future. And you read that. Yeah. And so that's good. But there's something inside of me that when a situation is ex exceedingly complicated, I have to do just a three-card spread and then allow the cards to tell me what they are. I don't like any kind of preconceived idea about what this card, this is past, this is present. This, is, I just look into it, and there's, and I think that's dealer's choice, really. Mm -hmm. um, but um, the past life readings I do, I do really intense past life readings where I deal sixteen cards. Yeah, you know, and then there's some like divorce issues and things like that. I deal nine, ten, eleven cards. Um, but then there's some people who are just like, you know, I'm, I'm just, this is all going wrong. What is the reason? What is the cause? And simple as it can be three cards it's like this is it wow hmm. yeah. so depending on what the so depending on what your client wants is that's how you determine how many cards to draw not really they just need to tell me kind of they just say to me i am concerned about this and then we organically go from there i dealt i dealt a spread last night last night a woman said what is my life path like what is it i need to be doing and i started with five cards okay and i looked at them and they made no sense to me and I said to her, because you know, I'm really realistic, oh, that makes no sense whatsoever, so let me sit quietly with it. And then I started to shuffle them into a pattern. And the, the more I pieced them together, it became a Celtic cross. And then I lay out more cards to kind of clarify everything else that needs to happen. And that really broke everything down in a really great way. So it becomes, it really is dealer's choice. So, okay, this brings up another question I have about tarot card reading. You know, in some of the, in some of the scenes, you know, they'll lay out the cards and go, oh, this one's upside down. So it means something else completely different than what it was if it was face side up. Is that a reality? Yeah. Or reversals. 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 Yeah, either way. Reversals. It's like, um, say, The Fool. Mm -hmm. You know, The Fool, which is about childlike faith. And or is not we call him James. New beginnings and things like this. He's taking shots at you. <laughs> but in new beginnings and things like this and, and, and being somewhat protected by um, by spiritual guides and things like this, when reversed, it could be a resistance to start new beginnings. It could be a resistance to having faith. It can be a resistance to accepting outside influences that keep you protected. And it could be, you know, um, that you're you maybe even have some stagnant energy in your life. So I don't read reversals on a regular basis because I think there's enough negativity in the deck <laughs> that I don't need to make it even make worse it by flipping mm -hmm. things upside. And I'm obsessive yeah. compulsive too, so I like everything to sort of be in line. So, yeah, that's a realistic thing, though. It happens. And in the case that I'm reading someone and a card happens to be reversed, I read it as a reversal. But that very rarely happens because of my OCD. Sure <laughs> is this is basement good. driving you crazy with the OCD? No, I actually, I'm really, no, I'm okay. <laughs> well, I watched your other podcast and your other videos earlier, and I was like, great. 
you know, this is going to be an experience. <laughs> but I'm really comfortable. I'm really happy. I'm glad. I thought about bringing a protective sheet, maybe laying over the couch. Well, you should have. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a hundred jokes about that. Yeah. Well, I was going, yeah. Don't bring in like a UV light. Bro, I was thinking like a Jackson Pollock painting. Mm, it does look like a Jackson Pollock painting. And, you know, but there you go. We got to get ready for the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost out of time. So, what. Where, if someone, I want to go ahead and give you some shout outs. So, if someone wants to book you, how do they do it? You go to tarotbyken.com. Okay. Click on the booking contact page. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Ken Vogel. Very simple. Or call or text 859 229 4833. You are a brave man. <laughs> That's my real phone number. I know. You are a brave, yeah. brave man. Yeah. The boneheads are not giving out the <laughs> no. <real> phone number. <laughs> I will. Mine is 8675309. Oh. Jenny, Jenny. Yes. Klondike 5. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, five, five, so five. That's, that's how they do it. Yeah. And you you work out a price or whatever it is between, depending on what they want to do, right? Right. Mm -hmm. right. And you also do some of your own podcasts. You want to talk about that? Well, we're, we're at a place where we're determining what we will do with Ken Bogle. I've been doing the podcast Ken Bogle for, I've done it for four years. We're determining sort of what we're going to do with it. Will it go back to Spreaker? Um, this should happen sometime after October. Or will it be on an FM radio station where you can... That's fascinating. So. so you've been doing the podcast before you decided to start doing this professionally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it you also a, do coffee. Coffee with Kim Boggles. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you actually... Yeah, I got coffee a Keurig machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keurig? Keurig? I don't know how to pronounce Japanese. Gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, I do that. And um, that's... Usually Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Holy shit, dude. I can't get up and do that. Well, I'm having a difficult time with it also, so we're thinking about changing that to cocktails with Kim Boggle. <laughs> Somewhere around the 5.30 time, Mark. The so. Boneheads would love to do cocktails. Co well, we should do a cocktail hour. Yeah. Do we it. don't have anything to add. We'll just drink and say stupid Fantastic. things. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. And we can try out different Ouija boards. Maybe wow. we'll purchase some that are guaranteed to be haunted. Uh -huh. And we'll do a little Mythbuster action. Cool. Well, yeah. well, I yeah. don't see how this could possibly go three wrong. Three out of us. I don't know that our producer would be on board with that, but yeah. the other three of us are okay with yeah. it. Yeah, well, maybe we should just take pictures and tell people about it later. Tell people about it <laughs> later. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, of course. I want to talk about the Mystical Paranormal Fair. That's yeah. uh, the Mystical Fair of Lexington. Yes. It happens every month at um, Whipple Court. That's 1084 Whipple Court here in Lexington. Is yeah. that off Tate's Creek? No, that is off Nandino Boulevard. Okay. Yeah, and News Newtown mm -hmm. Circle. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Newtown Circle. Newtown Pike. <laughs> something like that. So anyway, um, but for information, go to mysticalfairlex.com. Uh, and then the Scarefest. Yeah, we talk about Scarefest. I'm a board member and a sponsor and a co-host of Scarefest Radio. And um, I'm hosting the Midnight Horror Movies and uh, we just did hooker with the hacksaw the other day. How did it go? Oh, it was. We couldn't make it. <laughs> it was an experience that I, I can't find words for. In the I ride. will say that I read some stuff on Facebook about a certain actor. I just can't even get into it. I can't either. You know I why? saw it. Do you know why? Because but, I did my part. I introduced the movie, and then I went and got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I left the building, and I went and got just loaded, and then I came back right as the movie was ending, and I was like. Okay, thanks for coming. Wasn't that an experience? How a lot long of people a movie is that? 
Huh? How long of a movie was it? Um, hour and hour and fifteen minutes, maybe. Oh, okay. I was about to I was say, say that's impressive that you got loaded in an hour and fifteen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I walked. So I, no, 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 no. I walked to like it was anyway. Scarefest. Where, scare, where do we end up? Well, you do that, and we moderate at Scarefest. Yeah. So absolutely, if people always want them to come down and say hi to us, yes. walk up to us, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a booth, right? Yes, on Stars Row, it's gonna be uh, Tarot by Ken booth, and then this year I'm doing a seminar at. Um, I'm doing Coffee with Ken Bogle live at 11 a.m. where we're going to talk trash about paranormal celebrities, I know, because I know lots of that junk. <laughs> so we're going to do a little Wendy Williams moment. And then... <laughs> and then That's at, a really good obscure joke. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then at um, noon, I'm going to I'm gonna teach a, a seminar that's really, really popular uh, that I do called Tarot, Intellect and Intuition that explains how important it is for proper reading to be both parts intellectually and uh, intuitive. Okay. You know, so... Um, that's going to be Saturday morning at Scarefest. But for information about Scarefest, go to thescarefest.com for tickets, information, and more of that stuff. September 29th through October 1st. And there's, right around the corner. A, I was saying, there's great guests this year. There really are. Oh, I mean, yeah. We've got, yeah. It's, it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm Absolutely come out and see us doing the Robert England panel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Right. And the Mystery Science Theater 3000 panel. Yeah. Yeah. James will be doing that one. Jason Kassir from the Tales of the Crypt. All these people. Yes. Mm -hmm. go, also, go. also Buster Bunny. Really? Yes. You know that. It's a very meta episode. The when more he, you know. Hang out in the basement and you'll learn so much. I, I, no, <laughs> we I, have such wonderful things to show, show you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was a very meta episode of Tiny Toons when Buster Bunny did a episode as the Crypt Keeper. Okay, so I'm going to have to Google that. Yes. Okay. Or not. <laughs> or not. Skip it. Or not. Skip it. Joe says skip it. Joe, or not. Okay. All right. All right. So thank you so much. Thank you for coming by. We've had a thank blast. You. This has been great. I've been Joe Lewis. Tater Tots. Spot. James. And? Ken Boggle. That's been scary. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that Beep. Beep. I can't. I'm scarefest, man. I swear to you, they ought to write me a flipping check. Anyway. <laughs> you. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I love them. I do it for free. I, I do too. I do we too. All, all, all right. So that's been Bonehead. Thank you so much. We are out of here. Toodles. We ready? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, good. You can't Are you, are you recording? Yes. Oh. Oh. Somebody make that. Just one of you. Make a beeping sound. Beep. What part of one do you people not understand? What one. The hell? Hey, she told us one person. I last I heard, she knew that we would all do it. And last I heard, one is the loneliest number that you'll ever know. Uh -huh.